It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Hour number two of the bottom line here on News Radio 610 KONA. Ed Dawson. And look what the cat dragged in. It's Rob. He's joining us remotely today. Hi, Rob. Hello. So, Rob, uh, so, Rob the, the first hour... Um, I made an executive decision. We're going to carry this topic over uh, to the to this hour, and uh, continue on with phone calls five four seven one six ten. Continue on with uh, emails, and we have another one we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but again, if you're just joining us, uh, the Kennewick School Board last night uh, decided to uh, change course a bit uh, because, uh, frankly, they were not ready to bring kids back, uh, despite already. Uh, saying that they were going to start bringing more of the special ed kids back October 5th and then everyone else October 12th. Um, and now uh, the, the new plan is uh, pushing that out a week. So more of the special ed kids will be getting some uh, hybrid learning starting the 12th. Elementary school students, the rest of the elementary school students on the 19th, Two weeks later, November 3rd, I believe it is, um, will be the, uh, I'm sorry, November 2nd, uh, would be the uh, middle and high schools. So let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is uh, Art from Kennewick. You know, this is kind of frustrating probably for everybody, but, you know, for years, uh, uh, back years, uh, uh, the U.S. had the best education just about in the world and right now it's uh, it's 20 about 25th and uh, we spend more per capita per student of anywhere in the world i believe it's about fourteen thousand dollars a year and sweden is second i think they're about 25 percent under us and i just think a lot of people don't think we're getting the value and you can't totally blame the, the teachers on this situation. A lot of it is the, you know, a lot of it is the administration and the maybe even the Department of Education where a lot of this stuff is is, is coming down. But you know, when we had the um, uh, the virus here, a lot of people went to work. The teachers didn't. Of course, we had to, uh, you know, try and protect everybody. But you know, it shows that the kids. Uh, are quite uh, quite capable of uh, you know not contacting it uh, as like you know older people, and uh, so anyway, I think that what we need to do is is get back to uh, opening up the schools. I've got a daughter who uh, teaches kindergarten in another state, and she has to do online, and I, I really feel for her. You know, how do you go ahead? and have a uh, try and teach a, a kindergartner on the other side of, of, you know, doing it online. It has to be in person. There's just no way you can possibly do this. So I think that, you know, if the schools, they better get going, 
people go ahead. They pay their pay their taxes and their money. We spend so much for it. And I think also, too, what frustrates a lot of people is that here we had those snow days and so forth, and they weren't made up properly. And, uh, you know, just too many excuses, and the kids just aren't getting the basic education that they need. And we can't blame all this on the teachers. It's the system. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Art. 547-1610, Carla in Richland writes, I don't know uh, if they are all back in the classroom, but I do know that at least three uh, area private schools are doing in-class learning and have been since the start of the school year. Uh, one of them did stagger start with the youngest kids going back first. I'm not sure how the others have done it have not heard uh, that any of them are having any issues yet. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the, the email, Carla. And, uh, yeah, the, you have not heard of any widespread problems amongst the private schools. It's my understanding that there have been individual cases. They are smaller classrooms. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, there is smaller classrooms when... Uh, when you're dealing with this. So, um, yeah, but it is, a, it is a case study for sure. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Jed in Kennewick. Hi, Jed. What's on your mind? So I've been following what everyone's saying, and I've got five kids in the Kennewick School District, and it's definitely been a challenge. Got them in elementary, middle, and high school, and been seeing quite a difference in how they're reacting to the situation. You know, the high school kid seems to be doing pretty good and responsive, and the younger they get, the the more they drift from being able to kind of keep up with what's going on and, and following up with their teachers. But overall, I'm really grateful for the teachers because they have really had to shift a lot. They have all this experience with in-person training, and all this education, this is what they set up their careers to do. And I think that they're in as much of a pinch as all of these, you know, all of these students and all of these parents. Yeah, it's a lot different for us. Uh, I'm in a, you know, household where my wife and I both work, and then we're trying to manage these five children uh, with their school and with our jobs being busy as it is. And you know, I just am really grateful that the teachers and the schools are doing as much as they are. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. And I think that, um, yeah, I, it, it stinks. It stinks for everybody. Um, going back to the last caller, one of the one of the things that I thought it was important was that men, most of the teachers um, – you know, we're not didn't have extensive training in technology, you know, in using Google Classroom. Maybe they should have just for, you know, for sake of because uh, not because of, you know, there could be a pandemic sometime. But I know, you know, I know a lot of teachers that that struggled with the technology of uh, being able to have a, a Google Classroom or a Zoom meeting or whatever the case may be. So. And and a lot of those teachers, you know, they 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 signed up. What they signed up for was to 
connect with kids, make a difference with kids, um, and and have uh, you know give of themselves and and um, you know again make a difference in kids' lives. But it all comes down to connecting with kids, and it's really. I would think it's it's a lot harder to connect with kids, especially at the start of a school year, um, you know, by by a Zoom class. Um, so, again, appreciate the call. Uh, we got an email from Tammy. Tammy writes, uh, maybe you already addressed this, but why would school districts send special needs kids who are more likely to be immune compromised back before the more healthy general kids? Tammy, that's a great question. Um there obviously is, uh, in any circumstance, a, a medical exemption if a, if a child, um, you know, has a, a medical condition that, w- you know, if they are uh, immune compromised, then, yeah, they, they wouldn't be in the, the physical classroom. But a lot of, uh, you know, whether it be physical disability uh, mental uh, disability, whatever, whatever, whatever the reason for their need for special education, uh, extra help, a completely different, uh, you know, specialized program or what have you, uh, those tend to be anyway in in a regular <laughs> in a regular school year. Those tend to be smaller class sizes and much easier to manage, and that's why the school district. Um, allowed, I mean, the uh, health district allowed schools to start there and then, you know, make sure that if you do bring kids back, you do it in a safe manner. You have the protocols in place. And yeah, you can start with the younger kids for a couple of reasons. One, the data is showing that uh, younger kids uh, carry and transmit the virus a lot less. It's not foolproof, but it's a lot less than you know, middle and high school kids. Um, so the that, that's the idea. But plus, you know, having, and we heard this from a few parents that have said, well, older kids tend to look like they're, they're handling the online learning better than the younger kids uh, just because of maturity and, you know, better uh, knowledge of, of, technology and and what have you and yeah that's true you know the younger kids um you know it is harder to to have that long screen time and the distance learning for a lot of reasons let's go back to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from this is max from kennewick hi max what's up one of the problems that's factoring in that is going to be with us i'm convinced now to time immemorial is all of a sudden, people think that if I go outside my house or do whatever, I run the risk of catching something and dying. Therefore, we shouldn't allow people out in public who are sick. We shouldn't go to school. It's okay if the local business is shut down as long as I don't get sick, etc., etc. And it's stupid. I don't think COVID's as bad as polio. We, we're just going to have to do it. And there's going to be some people that are going to get sick for whatever reason. Uh, we don't live in a bubble, and we're going to have to just do the job and, and live it and not sue people and not rant and rave because somebody gets sick. That's going to be the reality of life. That's always been that way. 
Appreciate the call. 547-1610-509-547-1610. We got to take a time out. I might let Rob speak now that he's with us. I don't know. We'll have it's to been see. Interesting conversation without me. Well, you know, hey, um, it happens like that sometimes. More of your calls, emails, and discussion here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. The Bottom Line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Perfection Tire with uh, four locations around the Tri Cities to serve you. It's uh, family owned and operated for 40 years. Perfection Tire, make sure that your car runs the way it should. We've got a couple of uh, callers standing by, and uh, we also have uh, an email from uh, Dave in Kennewick writes. Imagine how much money the school districts are saving in facility and running costs due to the online learning. How will all this extra money be used in the near future? There needs to be a kickback to the taxpayers. Well, uh, Dave, a couple of things. Um, If there ever is a kickback on taxes paid to the taxpayers, uh, it would probably be the first time. And uh, second, the teachers are uh, required, I believe in all the districts, are required to be in building uh, and to do their Zoom calls or Zoom meetings uh, with their students. So the lights are still on, and yeah, there's not a ton of people in there, uh, but the teachers are required to be there uh, in the building. Now, uh, they're not serving food, you know, in the building, and there's, uh, you know, some things going on, but think about this. There's also going to be the need for extra cleaning, and yeah, there's going to be some of that PPE that uh, that they do get uh, from the state stockpile. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that the I don't know if the costs are going to even out, but I don't think there's going to be a huge windfall either. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Um, this is Sharon, and um, I'm a teacher at the high school level. And um, I just wanted to make a comment that I have observed um, about our students. And and I cannot even imagine what our kindergarten, first and second grade teachers are are trying to do online um, when they have kids that can't even read or can't even find, you know, I mean, how are they supposed to push a button when they can't read the word that says Google or whatever. Um, But surprisingly, our high school kids, as sex as tech savvy as they are, are also not not um, as proficient in some of the um, that um, programs that you know we're using. Like for example, I've had to walk three kids through Google Classroom and show them where to hit buttons and where to find um, assignments and how to go to this assignment. And so, you know, I've had kids email me and just say, Miss, I am so overwhelmed with all of the teachers emailing me or, or different lessons and homework, and i got to do it on my own, and I've got, I can attend the Zoom lesson, and i got, that I, I, we're all struggling. We are all just struggling. And I don't want the high schools, um, 
I don't want people out there thinking the high school kids, you know, they got this because they do not got this. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. I think that, um, I, I guess, yes, some people think that, you know, all the high school kids are excelling in this. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's more fair to say that they are, on the whole, maybe better equipped than than the middle or elementary school kids uh, to handle the situation. But certainly, uh, it is a struggle for everybody. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yep, you're up. Who's this? Hello? Yes, you're on. Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. It's Rock from Pasco. What's up, I was Rock? I going to say, I think what everybody's forgetting is whose ultimate responsibility it is to raise and train their kids. That it falls on the parents. We're asking the teachers to do what we're supposed to do. When uh, my kids were in school, I would take a day out here and there, you know, from work, and I would go and, uh, you know, just surprise, sit in, you know, see what they were teaching, have conversations with the um, teachers, and then on the weekends or, or when they would come home from school, we would sit and we would teach, we would work with them. And it's not the teacher's responsibility. It falls on the parents. It's not fair to just say, well, you're not doing this for my kid. It's not their job. It's the parent's job. That's a, you know, that's an excellent point. Um, you know, although, unfortunately, uh, in recent times, school has, uh, a lot of parents have just turned their kids over to the school system, say, here, uh, you teach my kids, and in a lot of cases, raise my kids. And obviously with mixed results. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Jeff and Tosco. What's on your mind? Hey, yeah, I just uh, I want to take it back on what the last caller said, too. I know for me it's been kind of a benefit having my kids at home because when I was in elementary, middle school, and high school, I never learned about things like changing a tire, how to balance a checkbook, uh, you know, things like that, business transactions between people, how to, you know, talk through things, through, uh, through problems and things, because it was all focused on just, you know, uh, acad- um, academics, you know, math, science, and all that. So, hang on a second, I'm going to bump you earlier. And uh, so I'm just uh, grateful right now for the chance that I have to teach my kids those life lessons that they don't get in school. Appreciate the call, and yeah, you know, I I was I was thinking about this uh, this last weekend um, that I even even under a very less than ideal situation that we have right now, uh, there could be some positives that come out of this. Let's squeeze one more call in. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Robert. Hi, I'm Robert. Hi. You got about thirty seconds. We're up against the break. What's yep. on your mind? I just called to talk to you about, you just said that uh, the teachers were required to be in the classrooms to do their Zooms. I believe in most districts, yes. In Richland Richland District, it is absolutely not true. Okay. I was just talking to the counselor from Richland High School uh, as you as you you were talking, and she sometimes works from home herself. But she also said that the teachers don't all work from school. Some work from home. Okay. And as a matter of fact, today, one of the Zoom meetings my son had was with a teacher that was in, currently en route to uh, Idaho. Appreciate the call. Stand corrected again. Most, but not all. Back with more after this. 
get in by phone, give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin A. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610-KONA. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA. It's Thursday afternoon. CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater and Kennewick stand behind their products 100%. In fact, they stand behind their products so much, believe so much, that their 100% all-natural CBD products are the best you're going to find in the Tri-Cities. They'll give you a 30-day money-back guarantee, absolute full refund, full 30-day money-back guarantee, whether the bottle's full, half-empty, or empty, They'll give you your money back if you don't like the product. Not to mention, you can try any single one of their products before you buy them. CBD American Shaman putting their mouth where they would like you to put your money into their products and showing that they are the best in town with a 100% money back guarantee. Across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. So, has anybody mentioned about elections having consequences yet, Ed? <laughs> no. Okay. Because I think we've we've talked about this a bit over the last year or two, that all elections have consequences, including school board elections. And for some reason, people, the same people that I'm seeing emails from and hearing talk about paying taxes and so on and so forth, don't pay attention to who they elect to their school board. This is exactly what happens. This is why local elections are more important than national elections. Because the people that have been elected to the school board are making these decisions. And if I remember, it was last year, there was a career WEA person that was elected to the school board so that, that, that that's that's somebody who 100 percent has union interest in union sentiment is that interest for the parent and the taxpayer don't know but what i can tell you is that that person was elected to the school board Elections have consequences. Not saying it's one person's decision, it's an entire board's decision. But you need to look into what your school board believes and what your school board thinks. Because there's been a lot of people that have been upset today. A lot of emails with upset people. These elections have consequences. And when you when you just pass it off and think, oh, it's just the school board. Oh, it's just the city council. Well, they're not really that interesting. Oh, they, they get interesting when they do you don't like. They get really interesting when you when they do things you don't like. No, that's uh, absolutely true. And, uh, you know, again, if I go back to, you know, you know me, Rob, I'm trying to find the silver lining in some of this stuff because it's 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 not been good. This distance learning, it's 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 it's. it's much bigger than just uh well kind of a minor inconvenience it's it's not it's not good i know it's the best that a lot of places can do but again if it can lead 
us to a better circumstance down the road. And by that, I mean, we've had at least one or two callers say that they are more engaged now with their kids' education because they're sitting at the kitchen table, you know, doing their Zoom meeting and the parents are there and, uh, you know, that they're able to to listen in and, and be more engaged in, in what their child is learning. And that's a good thing. And if what you're saying is maybe, maybe this leads to uh, less voter apathy when it comes to school board races and uh, so you know it, it it could it could lead to some good i'm I'm hopeful that it might now I don't know if you saw this or not Ed but USA today put out a story a couple days ago uh, Florida was the first state to have a mass reopening of their schools okay, they did it in August with in-person instruction so USA today apparently has paid attention since August. And a couple days ago, they put out their analysis and said their positive case count in Florida among kids ages 5 to 17 declined through the month of September after it peaked before schools reopened in August in the month of July. Where they're seeing surges, it's on college campuses, not High school and lower. No, that's absolutely that, so. That's absolutely correct. That you know, they, the, they, the the college students we know, uh, not all of them, obviously, but college is a place where, shall we say, maybe people engage in more risky behavior than you would at any other time of your life. Well, but college is a choice. That's true. College is, you, you choose to go to college. You're not forced to go to college. You have to go to high school. You have to go to elementary school. You have to go to middle school. You don't have to go to college. So there are some elements of college that if you do things, eh, you know, I mean, it's, it's part of the choice of going to college and the decisions you make as, quote, an adult. But USA Today, mask wearing, the social distancing, all that stuff, has been Florida has been able to keep their schools open and not seen an increase of cases. But wait a second, what's the difference? Florida has a Republican governor. We do not. And so we won't get that benefit because they'll look at this and go, oh, well, where's the science? Well, apparently USA Today used a bit of science to figure out the fact that the cases went down and it was in schools and it was among 5 to 17-year-olds that the science was present that showed that there were 559 COVID-19 cases related to elementary, middle, and high schools from August 10th to the 23rd. They dropped. And then they dropped further in September. September 1st, they were down to 250 cases. 250 cases. They were at 750 in the middle of July. Ages 5 through 17, down to 250 cases. And the schools were open. So why can't you do it? 
Once again, there's all these things we can do with masks and social distancing. We can't go to school. We can't vote in person. Can't go to a movie. But you can go and do some other things. Doesn't make sense. The picking and choosing still doesn't make sense. No, absolutely. And, you know, we talked in the first hour, and it bears repeating, that part of last night's Kennewick School Board meeting was a presentation by Dr. Amy Person. And to her credit, she stuck to her guns. And those guns were just like she, you know, what was it, a few weeks ago, a month ago, when she said that school districts can start planning for in-person learning sometime this fall. Now, you know, now that we got, I mean, because we had some out of control uh, COVID rates, we still have the virus and we're still getting cases. We're not, we're not below the 75 per 100,000 threshold. But she said last night, it is more important that schools, the individual buildings be ready to handle safely the return to class by by kids because we're going to get cases. We just are. However, she said that the younger kids, and you touched on it, Rob, the younger kids, the elementary school age, let's say that, are less likely to contract and spread than high school kids. And middle school kids are therefore in the middle of that. But if you can if you can bring back the younger kids who are struggling more with the distance learning, it is harder to teach distance learning to younger kids, and they uh, are are less susceptible to contracting and spreading, then go ahead. That was Dr. Amy Person's message. And after all the hemming and hawing, School district said, yeah, well, some buildings aren't ready. Well, there you go. That was the real issue. So I'm, I'm going to guess that Dr. Amy Person's message is the same for Richland School District. We'll see what their uh, school board says tonight. Pasco's got a little ways to go. They're still a little bit higher of a rate. But in a couple of weeks, I'm sure that Dr. Person will have the same message for Pasco School District and all the school districts. Our rates are lower and yeah, we're above the threshold of the one metric, but we got to get kids back in school. She has been very consistent and clear on this, that there is a she is very concerned about the mental health of students not being able to socialize with their with their with their uh, cohorts and with the teachers and, you know, having some sense of normalcy. So let's go school districts. Let's let's get let's get ready. It's not going to be perfect. Do the best that you can. Do it as safely as you can. And let's get kids back in the classroom. It's really not that difficult. I mean, if you think about it, it really isn't. It's made more difficult because of the the politics. That's what's made all of this more difficult is the politics, plain and simple. True. Um, this is not, you know, we, we've, we, we've, we politicize everything now. Every single stinking thing is politicized. And it's done in a manner and a way that's forced people and removed choice from people. It's removed decision-making from adults. It's removed the ability for people to make decisions regarding their families because they're being told by the government 
that this is something and, well, we're going to approach it this way. You know, again, it comes back to the question. If this is if this is what we hear the governors of Washington, Oregon, and California say it is, why don't we hear the governors in other areas speak of it in this regard? Why do we hear the governors in Texas and Florida and Oklahoma talk about it differently than New York and New Jersey and Connecticut? Well, they probably has to do with the letter after their name. And that's the worst part of this. You know, there are even I mean there are people in the medical community that don't even agree completely and totally on all of this. You know, you've got people that, that agree on all disagree on all elements of this. And so it is it is it is frustrating. And again I go back to the statement I made at the beginning. Elections have consequences from the bottom up. From the school board to the governor's mansion. Elections have consequences. No doubt. So remember that in November. No doubt. We gotta take a time out. Uh, one more segment to go. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to shoot us an email before uh, the program ends, you can do so by going to our website six ten kona dot com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. This is the bottom line. The area's only live local call and talk show. Back with more after this. Radio 610, KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610, KONA, 547-1610, if you want to get involved in the final few minutes. And, uh, you know, hopefully our... School boards make the right decisions. There are many people that have differing opinions on that. Uh, we know that the school, di- the, the Benton Franklin Health District, gave them the okay to move ahead. Uh, in some cases, as early as today, that's not happening. Um, you know, you, you can you can wonder what the motivation is. At the same time, taxpayers have valid questions and concerns about what's happening with all the money. Hey, Rob, let's uh, squeeze one more call in before uh, we run out of time. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Lee from Kennewick. What's on your mind? Uh, We haven't addressed the logistics of the buildings. So um, some some of the cafeterias in the middle school only hold less than 100 students. But when you have half of the students come, you still have over 400 students in the building. And those students have to have lunch. And the, and the union is a duty-free lunch for teachers, but there isn't enough staff to cover the 20-something odd rooms where all the students are eating lunch. So there's a whole lot of more to the issue than sending children back to school and the COVID and the numbers and um, uh, the risk. And I don't didn't hear most of your program, but I haven't heard heard you touch anything like that okay no i appreciate i appreciate the call very much and and yeah there look there are a lot of of logistical issues uh to this 
I, I think the, my, I think my problem that I had in the first hour was that the school districts in Kennewick in particular, when it was discovered last night, uh, you know, well into the meeting that uh, some of the buildings weren't ready. My question was, why? Why aren't they ready? Be- and, and yes, you know, it's a major undertaking, but there, there's been a lot of time. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know how many businesses have dealt with logistic issues in COVID-19? Do you have any businesses have lost staff? Do you have any businesses has run short staff? Do you know how many how many things out there have had logistic problems since COVID nineteen? I'm sorry if I'm not pulling tissues out for the school district. I'm sorry if I'm not pulling tissues out for anybody else that has to deal with it logistic wise, because there's a lot of businesses logistically and a lot of people logistically. How about the parents that have to homeschool their kids and work? What about the logistics with that? No doubt. I'm sorry if I don't have overwhelming empathy for the logistics in a school building that is taxpayer-funded, and I'm sorry, maybe figure it out like everybody else has. No, I'm with you, and I, 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 that was my frustration. Was you know why why aren't why are why are Kennewick specifically because we were talking about their school board meeting last night that some of the buildings, and and they didn't say which ones, some of the buildings were ready to go, some of the buildings were not. To me, uh, and and a lot of those same, a lot of those school buildings were built around the same time, so they're the same design. Uh, So, I I don't know. I that's my frustration is is why hey. why do some buildings uh, need more time while others are ready to go? To me, it comes back to one thing, and maybe this is maybe it's not fair. But if it's not fair, well, maybe it's not fair. This is what happens when it's not your money. This is what happens when you don't really have anything to lose in the situation. Okay? This is a fully taxpayer-funded entity. There is nobody's money up for stake because everybody's taxes still get collected. Money still gets paid. This isn't a small business. This isn't a private entity. So where's the onus? Is the onus really there because everything still gets collected and doled out? Maybe the onus isn't there because, well, you know, if we get to it, we get to it. We'll see how it works out because we don't have accountability to anybody. There's zero accountability. Zero. Not a shred of it. From the top to the bottom, there's not a shred of accountability within the public school system. Well, we have already heard stories, and I don't know how widespread this is, of people, parents, taking their kids out of the public school system. So if there's a lot of that going around, I guess there will be consequences because there'll be fewer tax dollars going into those school districts if there are fewer kids. Rob, glad you were able to join. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe tomorrow I'll let you talk a little bit more. Well, thanks. It'd be great. Yeah, it was a wonderful program. Very informative, by the way. <laughs> That's all for the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Uh, we'll get you ABC News, then all your local news and a weather forecast on the afternoon report. Stay with us.